Welcome back. You're listening to KPBS Midday Edition. I'm Jade Hindman. Hey, hey, hey. This is Parker Edison, host of the Parker Edison Project on KPBS. The cool thing about joining KPBS is you make one simple donation, and that money ripples into supporting everything else you see and hear on KPBS, including podcasts like this one you're listening to right now, making a place for fresh voices and perspectives to be heard. And that's music to my ears. Become a member today. Just go to kpbs.org, click that blue Give Now button, and donate what you can. All right? Thanks. A new evening-length dance theater production at La Jolla Playhouse from renowned dancer Jen Freeman and choreographer Sonia Taye follows one woman's re-examination of her own life after receiving a diagnosis of autism spectrum disorder at age 33. The performance titled, Is It Thursday Yet?, details the new lens through which Freeman views her childhood and the way it's impacted her life in art. KPBS art producer and editor Julia Dixon-Evans spoke with them about the production. Jen, let's start with you and how, as an adult, you realized you'd been living with autism spectrum disorder your entire life. Can you tell us about that moment of realization? Yeah, it was a couple of years ago during the pandemic. I had never suspected that I was autistic or thought that I might be. And in fact, I was really absolutely uneducated about autism and what it means. And I was watching a film called Expecting Amy. It's a docu-series uh, following the life of Amy Schumer and her partner, Chris Fisher. And in the docu-series, Chris gets an autism diagnosis. And it was something about just hearing him speak about his life experience and watching him that I just had this realization. It was it was an epiphany. Like in that moment, I just really felt I was like, this is me. And um, that's what kind of set me on the journey of pursuing uh, a diagnosis. And your life since then has been what's been called an endless sea of those epiphanies. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about that? I think, you know, my whole life, I've always felt a little bit on the outside or was kind of receiving subtle messaging from other people and just the world that I was maybe a little bit different. So I grew up with that experience and having this language and getting this diagnosis just really changed the lens through which I was seeing and understanding all of these experiences. So there was this large, I mean, it's still happening, but in the beginning, especially this really rapid desire and urge to just keep going back. And I was having all of these like flashback memories and memories that were um, occurring for the first time and all of these situations that I had been in in my life that I could never really make sense of that were now making sense. I'm wondering if you could share a, an example of, of one of those specific things. I mean, there's so many. A big one is my experience as a child in, in school. I had a really unique experience. I was the kid who, if you looked at me on paper or from the outside, everything was fine. I had really good grades. I was a smart kid. I didn't act out. I didn't get in trouble. But I had a really hard time being in the classroom for a full day. So from first grade until fifth grade, every single day after lunch, 
I would tell the teacher that it's time for me to go because I would have my work done and they would just send me to the library for the last few hours of the day and that was just uh, to put books away. And that was just a normal experience that no one ever really questioned. It's just kind of what I did. I did. But now, obviously, looking back on that, I can see that that, you know, maybe wasn't a normal experience that all kids had. And I can understand how maybe I could have been given some more options other than just going to the library. But (laughs) that's how we got through not knowing that point in time. Okay, so can you tell us about this production? Is it Thursday yet? And and Jen, how did you decide that this was a story that you needed to tell and as a dancer to tell it through dance? Sonia and I had already started work on another solo piece that I was exploring, different topic, totally different idea, but I'd asked her to direct the piece and be outside eyes and then You know, Sonia and I are best friends, too. So when I ended up getting this diagnosis, she was one of the first people that I told and talked to. And um, after that happened, my world just shifted so much. And even our relationship shifted so much of being able to understand each other that it felt really impossible to go back to the old idea. And it just felt really urgent and clear that this was the story that we needed to tell. Um, And also just in the experience of getting my diagnosis, I learned and am learning so much about autism and the autistic community and my own experience that I have just a really deep desire to share the information that I'm learning. Um, So that's kind of the spark that started this whole journey. Sonia, what can you tell us about what this production looks like? There's dance, but there's also home video. There's real-life audio from Jen's therapist. Oh, what what does this look like? It's when you, you know those pop-up books from back in the day where you turn the page and, and the, this fairyland of ideas and questions and wonder opens up and it's really vivid and tactile and there's pathways that are narrow and straight and leaves and branches and all of these things to indulge in your curiosities in. It's this whimsical theatrical analysis like that. It's, um, it, 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 it feeds the senses, feeds Jen's senses while they are trying to, um, you know, when, the, when they first got the diagnosis, the, the focus was, uh, to understand that you have to go back to your family history, go back to your history. That's one main sentence that like, we kept hearing Jen's therapist, uh, diagnostician uh, express. And her father was one of those um, dads who had that camcorder on his shoulder all of Jen's life. So we had all of this um, beautiful footage to sift through and to see the the uh, traits uh, in in time, which was so um, surreal and beautiful and and wondrous to explore and to un- and, and 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 to break open, and then you have the um, the diagnostician that is narrating it. We sifted through hundreds of hours of therapy sessions and home video footage for this to to walk us through, and it's just been so. Um, enlightening to see so you're watching this person go back home to their basement where all of your childhood is stored 
and your history is sitting in dusty and you sift through the boxes and you reassess um, a life to understand and to follow into, to get to the truth, to feel better and to feel grounded in the world. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Jen, this, this is a solo project, and you have worked with big dance companies like Martha Graham, even Cirque du Soleil before. Can you talk to me about this being a solo work and, and how that's different from working with bigger casts? Um, yeah, so this is unique in many ways for me. Um, I've never performed solo at this magnitude for an evening length piece um so just understanding the nuance of physicality and stamina and storytelling has been a really exciting journey for me um and also you know collaborating with Sonia in this capacity is new for both of us as well and it's been a really really amazing journey that I I I can't imagine you know taking on subject matter that's this deeply personal with anyone else as my guide. It's been really incredible. And uh, we're creating the piece together. So I've also never, you know, usually when I'm making work, I'm completely on the outside looking in. But this is the first time I've um, danced and performed in, in a piece that I'm making. So that has its own unique challenges and beauties as well. So it's been, it's been new for me, a totally new experience. Um, every day feels uh, like I'm learning something. Definitely. Even up to this point, we've been working on the piece for a couple of years now. Um, and every day I'm still learning. Sonia, um, how about you? You and Jen, you've worked together as dancers and choreographers for a number of years. And you have also worked on some major productions like Moulin Rouge, what has it been like for you working on this intimate, one-person, personal narrative with Jen? It's a dream. It's a dream to to make something for someone that is so close to you, that has been a part of my dance life for so long now. Um, Jen has danced in so many of my works and is such a, a reflection of the my dance language in such a beautiful way. To be a vessel for her has been um, a huge gift. And in any project, I, I desire to learn so much about the world and myself, and I'm doing that in time. And I'm, I'm newly learning about my dear one, who is Jen, um, and 
finding that connection together in this uh, even deeper way, just when you think you can't get any deeper with someone has been so beautiful. And it, it, it's uh, a mass amount of pressure and <laughs> a mass amount of challenges. I want to do Jen right, um, whatever right means. I think right means just uh, keeping the vessel open to, for her to find her truth and to create this journey where she, where she can get lost in and really be her truest self. I think that's what we all desire is to find truth. I use that word a lot for this piece because it's important for people in hopes that people can really look inside themselves while watching this piece and ask themselves how they treat other people and see other people uh, um, and give that grace to people. Uh, it's been really beautiful, a beautiful experience. Jen, can you tell us what the title, is it Thursday yet, what that refers to? Yeah, so we don't want to totally give it away, <laughs> but um, is it Thursday yet is a, a question that I repetitively asked my parents when I was younger. Um, there was a special event that happened on Thursdays in my <laughs> life. <laughs> so that's that's as much as I can tell you, but that's where it comes from. I want to go back to the autism diagnosis a little bit mm -hmm. more. Can you tell us how your relationship with dance is different now after that diagnosis? It's very different. I think I was given the gift of dance really, really early in my life. I started dancing when I was two and a half. And it's just a place that I felt safe and seen. And there's this really beautiful thing for autistic people in a dance class. It feels like a social experience. You know, you're there, you're with people and um, you feel seen by your teacher, you see your teacher, there's this um, unspoken synergy and back and forth and communication that happens. So it's a really fulfilling place to be. And then also, you know, a lot of the uh, physical stims and need for self-regulating physically that I was doing when I was little, those types of things were rewarded in a dance class. Um, and also my ability to hyper-focus and my need for repetition. Those are all things that are good in that space. Um, and then as I got older, I, I, I was obsessed with it. That's all I did my whole life. I went to school for dance. But as I got older, um, a lot more of what it means to be a dancer, especially if you're pursuing that as a career, it requires a huge social component and a networking component and that's when things started to get really difficult for me as an adult um so i struggled for many years just trying to do the right thing and hold on as tightly as i could to my dancing because i really didn't know how to navigate the world without it it really felt like life or death to me um, I could never put that into words before, but that feeling was definitely present. And um, since having this diagnosis, I I can now look back and all of that that I just expressed so clearly to you is only because I can now see it that way. I never saw it that way before. It just felt like this really precious thing that I was gripping um, so tightly to. And I, I would just erase myself to do anything for dance. <laughs> um, in the name of dance, I, I would do anything. So you know, taking myself to extreme places of burnout and fatigue and pushing myself and erasing myself. Um, 
So now having this information, I'm just starting to have a more gentle approach to myself as a dancer and my art and trying to understand what it means to do this thing that I love so much in a way that's sustainable in a way that will uplift me and my spirit and not take me down. So that's the shift. <laughs> There's definitely been a huge shift. Sonia, this is being produced at a playhouse uh, with an audience that will likely both be theater goers and people coming expecting to see dance. Were you mindful of that balance as you worked on this? Um, was there an element of playwriting that you felt as you created it? Yes, there's definitely, based on the the journey of discovery, the use of of the narrator who is Kim Gilbert was crucial. From that, creating that path, going through, talking with Jen about what she wanted to express, the themes she wanted to express in this piece and how to express them, that was our map. And then we curated the, uh, or wrote, if you will, the script. And that led to telling how to move, where to move, and why. So um, dance being at its forefront, but the information also marries it because the information that Kim is speaking about in terms of Jen's diagnosis specifically is so important. So the playwriting is the map and the dancing is the journey through the map. Thank you both so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com.